Put the fucking mic on. Mic is on. Joe cracked it on, This is P-Rose, and you're listening to The End of the Bench. Welcome to episode 56 of End of the Bench. On this episode, we will discuss Baker Mayfield's comments about New York Giants first-round pick Daniel Jones. The Cowboys sign one of their better players on the squad, but it's not Zeke. We'll get into details with that. Dwight Howard is getting some looks. (laughs) Dwight Howard is getting looks from the Lakers and other centers after the DeMarcus Cousins injury. Pete Alonso breaks the rookie home run record in the National League. And we'll also talk about two other former baseball players. One is actually a former Met. that got into some, some serious trouble with a drug cartel, and that, of course, will be at the, at the end of the show in special segments. But first, let's talk about A.B. He finally returns to playing football. Before we get into that, actually, we're in the Celtic Cabana, and we're hearing, if you can hear this right now, there's a giant cricket somewhere in the Celtic Cabana, or it's underneath it or outside. So if you hear it, we apologize, but we can't control it. That's our special guest for the episode. That is right. Special guest. <laughs> Cricket. So, A.B. finally returns to Raiders practice before week one of the preseason on August 18th. To be exact, Raiders GM Mike Mayock came out and said that A.B. was not in camp because he was upset about the whole helmet situation, which is pretty ridiculous from what we were talking about last week. Um you know, Mayock went on to say other stuff about, you know, at this point, we're very much exhausted all avenues of the relief. So, you know, with our perspective, it's time for him to be all in or all out. Is that what you want to hear if you're Antonio Brown for a guy that's, a, you know, your GM who's been on your side, who got you here? Is that someone that you're looking at like, yo, like, dude, what the hell? Why, why do you got to make that statement? You know, I'm in a situation you have my back or you don't have my back. I think the Antonio Brown of now thinks that way, mm-hmm. and he shouldn't because you're getting paid to play. You just got the, the 30 mil this season from right. you're going to play. And I mean, I've been seeing a lot of people on social media saying Antonio Brown needs to go back to that the kid who didn't get any offers going into college, any big-name offers. And it seems like it's almost – I mean, not even it seems. It has gone to his head. I mean, the guy's coming in the practice in a freaking balloon. Yeah, hot air balloon. That was hot air balloon. Exactly. So, I get I get what you're saying about like, I think if you're a regular player and you're just kind of doing your thing, then yeah, you can be pissed about that. But AB, he should know. Like, I should be there. Chet tweeted on Monday around noon time Eastern Eastern Standard Time that uh, and Tony Brown was at the facility this morning in attendance at the team meeting. The walkthrough practice was canceled, but Brown is back for now. He practiced today, which is on Tuesday, which is recording on Tuesday, with a certified helmet, and Gruden said he's all in and ready to go. So is A.B. finally given up on the whole helmet thing? He said he's still looking out and trying to find it. I'm pretty sure what I read the other day is they found a 2010 and a 2014. Mm-hmm. They were testing. Correct. Both of them failed the test. But apparently there's another, another model that he's trying to get, I guess, legalized right now mm-hmm. and then he also he reappealed the decision right right so i don't think this is anywhere close to over i don't think so either and one of the funniest things you know how twitter can be the biggest troll of all oh yeah so 
I was on Twitter the other day, and I'm like scrolling through, scrolling through, and I I think I took a screenshot and sent it to the, the pod group chat, if I can find it in a second. It's one of the biggest trolls on Twitter. He's unbelievable. So funny. Um, he looks like me. He's my twin. The glasses. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I'm like forgetting here. Uh, you talking about the guy from the Addiction Network? Yes. 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 And he uses. Yes. I know the. I know the account you're talking about. Yeah. Now I can't find the, the photo now. But he tweeted out because he he changed his profile, his um Twitter avatar to yes. Ian Rappaport and I then changed the, the name to Ian Rappaport but now his Twitter handle was what it was before and he says that breaking news Antonio Brown has retired and I almost retweeted it and gave a comment out <laughs> and I, I did retweet it I'm like another troll I, I said awesome troll tweet I saw you tweet that out and that's when I looked through the thread yeah it was unbelievable I'd have been sad if you were there was uh, like 7,000 at the point I saw like 7,000 likes and over like 2,000 retweets and a lot of them were verified reporters, verified, including the goat himself, Peter King. No, he got Peter King, and Peter King always Damn. gets duped. Peter King's like too old; he always gets duped by it. Yeah, he doesn't know. So is is this gonna be it for the AB drama? Because now we got Hard Knocks coming out. We're gonna review that on next next episode's podcast. So it's gonna be awesome to see the week we missed, where all the drama came out. Him, you know. Going through the grievances and then, and going through the NFL uh, upper management, trying to get that helmet out, and now he's back on the field. I'm sure they're gonna love that Raider Nation, but I'm sure AB is still pissed off. Definitely still pissed. His feet are definitely still getting circumcised right now. Yeah, that was really gross. So the whole AB thing, I feel like this is this isn't gonna end when the preseason ends. This is gonna be just an AB thing. I think it's gonna follow him around wherever he goes. I think for the rest of the time, unless he really gets a huge reality check, which I think at this point is too far gone. I think this is always because I think I think if anybody really like grows a set of balls and tells him to like just to stop acting like this, he's just gonna have a hissy fit and think, just not think play. about it. Who's the last person that told him to do that? Big Ben, who yeah. like in reality of looking at the NFL, like there's very few people that are higher than him. I guess like you could say standard wise, right. have you know play playing career success, all that stuff. So what do you you need Tom Brady to fucking tell you to Don't know. you know take it down a notch? I think this is just a B. Speaking of Tom Brady, Josh Gordon's back and playing with the Patriots. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm hyped about that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I hope he can get a little uh, little preseason work. I want to see him. I hope he just stays on the field. Honestly, at this point, right? Yeah, at this point. Now let's talk about another quarterback. We just talked about Brady for a second. Baker Mayfield was one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's uh was had a great rookie season. You know, I'm a huge fan of Baker. I'm a Baker fan till death, till I die. Baker had, was interviewed by GQ, and it was actually the reporter who wrote the article. It was uh, John Skipper, who used to be the, the president of ESPN. His son did the No article. way. Yeah, and he's done, he's done a bunch of articles. on. But, like, this is, I, I just know for sure. I, I read the piece today. I did not know that. That's crazy. So Baker made a bunch of comments on different, different topics, the yeah. Ohio State stuff and playing college, being number one pick, being over, like, you know, being doubted and then all, one of the other stories was about Daniel Jones and was so the whole thing about the full quote put out on the GQ um piece was I cannot believe the Giants took Daniel Jones blows me away dot 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 some people overthink it what makes a good quarterback that's where they go wrong they forget you've got to win what do you think about that statement 
Looking is it overblown? Because they, they, because Baker did tweet out today. He uh, commented on a Instagram post, which I do have that one up in front of me, saying this, saying that. Oh, you actually have it on the notes. The the did my research, brother. Did on, all right, so Baker wanted to say this. This is not what I said. Just so we're clear, I also said I was surprised I got drafted number one then was talking about the flaws in evaluating QBs, where I brought up winning and being important. Reporters and media will do anything to come up with a clickbait story. Heard nothing but good things and wish nothing but the best for Daniel. So did Baker get clickbaited, or did he actually legitimately, legitimately say this? We, we know what, what Baker does. He says what's on his mind, right? Yeah, he's a straight shooter. Yeah, straight shooter. I don't think... I think he got clickbaited a little bit, because... you. We we talked about this before the show started, that that he uh, he he wouldn't go back against his own word, right? Yeah. He wouldn't backpedal. He's more of a, he's one of those guys that says what he what's on his mind. Look, grab the crotch at Kansas, right? Yep. He that was what was on his mind at first. Now he had to apologize, of course, but I've, I guarantee you didn't want to apologize then. No. Definitely. Stomping the flag on there, he did what was what he wanted to do. Yep. He, this is what he wanted to do. He did it. If he really wanted to. Say something and keep it that way. He would have not apologized. I think he got clickbaited a little bit. I think it, it was this. It might have been one of those comments where he's talking amongst his teammates and he sees someone on ESPN and he might have just blurred something out. Yeah, you know. What do you think about this? I I think he got fully clickbaited. I mean, I don't know if I can actually like you know say. I, I believe I believe him honestly. Just pretty much anything he says, he comes off as a really genuine guy to me. So this might be like a little biased or whatever. I think he was completely clickbaited. I think he, one, he's smart enough to know not to shit on someone who hasn't even played a game in the league yet. Right. And two, the way he clarified his statement, it seems like GQ took what he was saying and then put it out of context. And then especially anything nowadays, if you see it out of context. You can believe it a thousand different ways. And then especially on the quote that GQ put out that's being published everywhere, they put parentheses in after what Breaker says. Some people overthink it. They said what makes a good quarterback. He might not even been talking about quarterbacks. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a definitely a, a interesting situation. Yeah, but then Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. he had his one public response to Baker's comment. I, 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 I almost puked in my mouth, Taylor. He didn't say this. He actually says, this is fucking horrifying for me. to. I read this. Not even. Fucking shout out Christina. My girlfriend texts me this. She says, what, what is he doing? This is like someone saying poopy in high school. Say this. Daniel Jones, only public response on Baker's comments. Quote, I must ask you to back off, Baker. Unquote. I don't believe that for a second. I swear. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. That's just so weird. That's such a weird thing for someone to say. Bro, he says something a middle schooler would say. Yeah, right. That's like a toddler would say that thing. I mean, Adam Schefter did tweet something out, another quote from, uh, from, I must ask you to back off. Oh, my God. That's actually actually happened. Yeah. That's weird. Um, also, other things that Schefter, Schefter tweeted out, a comment from, um, Daniel Jones, this is from uh, Paul Schwartz from New York Post. He said, I think he's a great player, and he can throw it, and I enjoy watching him play. That's just one of the only quotes 
it's basically an Eli-esque quote, but that other quote, I must ask you to back off, that's like a 12-year-old loser. And that was really weird. Yeah, bad, bad. I, bad, I, I, bad I, Danny. I, yeah, I think this is a little overblown. But let's let's go, let's dive into little Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes Jones, great nickname, by the way. I actually that like is it. a sick name. Oh, if he actually throws dimes, it'd be great. Yeah, I mean, he has been. He's been 16 for 19, mm-hmm. 228 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Thus far this preseason, is this a legit QB controversy? Are we are we diving in? Are we gonna of course overreaction? Like Garoppolo had one, he was one for six, I think, with like six yards passing or something like that the other night. It did not look great. No, threw a pick first play. So are we gonna overreact there and say like, oh, he sucks? No, no. I mean, also the guy's coming off major surgery and hasn't played in a year and a half. Yeah, a year, a year and a half, a year so. and a quarter. But what do you think with with Danny Dimes here? Can he legitimately steal Manning's job? I mean, I out of the gate, I don't think so. See, out of the gate, I don't think so because I think they're going to start Eli one out of respect for Eli and two to prep Jones. So we're talking about like week four. Giants. If Eli's really, really sucking, like Giants are on four. Yeah. And I see Jones getting some time for sure. He legit looks like a mini Manning from his facial expressions to just. How he acts, how he plays the now, game. Now, remember, everyone loves to overreact even when a quarterback is playing well. This is a backup quarterback against backup defensive players. That's right. Or third-string defensive players. Yes. You know, it's not, you're not versing the best of the best. You're not versing like, the Jalen Ramseys of the world right, right about them. Like, who, who, who they play last week? They played the Bears, right? Yeah. So you're not versing like Eddie Jackson. No, you're not seeing Khalil Mack. You're not seeing Khalil Mack. You're not seeing Akeem Nix. Yeah. You're not exactly. seeing, you know, Eddie. I want to say Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller. You're not seeing, you're not seeing any of these guys play. Like the Rams, they sit all basically all their starters: Goff, Gurley, and then I think like two main huge defensive players. Don't even see the field in preseason. Yeah, I think Donald play a little bit. He plays a little, yeah. But yeah, you're not. But like, I would say that it's playing well. I wouldn't say it's controversy just yet. QB, con- like I don't think it's a QB. He's creating it. Though. He's creating it. Now, there's two more games left in the preseason. September 8th is, op- is week one. Let's make a prediction now. When is he going to start? What week is he playing? Wow. I'm going to say... Is he like, and he, and he, is he like going to get benched before the game? Or is he like going to get benched mid-game and Jones is coming in? I think there's a much better chance that he gets benched mid-game and then comes in. Just to look at their schedule real quick. Go ahead. We have... Giants Cowboys week one week one Giants Bills Giants Bucks Giants Redskins so through the first four weeks honestly besides maybe take out the boys those are all winnable games the Redskins you know don't great. know what they're doing with you know be awesome situation. week four when they're playing the Redskins if it's the Daniel Jones Haskins Haskins, Haskins battle yeah that'd be unbelievable I absolutely love that and speaking of Haskins Personally, I mean, it's very small sample size. I think Jones looked the best out of the top three QBs picked in the draft, speaking on Kyler and Dwayne Haskins. Kyler hasn't been playing that great in preseason. It's been all right. Nothing Him crazy. And Kate- and Haskins' first game was atrocious, but this second, the second week he picked it up, yes. he threw a fucking bomb. bomb. Yes. Perfect. And it looked like Kyler and uh, and Kingsbury were like confused on the sideline yeah. going through plays. They looked like they were not on the same page, Definitely, which yeah, is yeah. not good, but Dope. this is also preseason. Two rookie, court, rookie coach and rookie quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Trying to put it together. But I would say right now, it, Haskins is the best player right now so far. I would say, out of Overall, the, after that week two game, he really showed out. Yeah, and he, I mean, like 
Dan Jones, 16 for 19, 228 yards. That's good. He, most of his throws were, I would say, 10, 15-yard throws. Nothing crazy. Like, when I see Haskins aired out like that, I love that. There was a couple of nice passes from deep balls from Jones, which kind of shocked everybody. But yeah. we just have to. I, I think if you had to pick a week, I would say by week four, starting a week four. I'll say week five. Okay. All right, mark that right around that same, though. Between four and six. You're right. four on five. Beautiful. Let's talk about the boys. The Cowboys. The Cowboys just extended linebacker Jalen Smith to a five-year, $64 million extension. It's a $35.5 million guaranteed contract. Makes him the third highest paid inside linebacker in the NFL currently. Correct. C.J. Mosley is number one, making $51 million guaranteed, and then I think Bobby Wagner's at $40 million, Yep. and then he's right behind him. So, what does this mean for the Cowboys for the future now? So, now you add another $64 million, $35.5 guaranteed money. What, what's the next action? What's the next course of action? I mean, we talked about it, I want to say, two, three pods ago. Yeah. And we said they got to pay their big three. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. <laughs> you just spent 64 mil, 35 guaranteed on someone who is not any of those guys. Right. And like, obviously, Jalen Smith is an amazing player. He was an absolute stud coming out of Notre Dame. He slipped in the draft because he got hurt. And he's a great NFL player, but yeah. you got to pay your guys. And those, those three are offensive guys. Now they, yeah. now, now they're, they're defense. I mean, they have Van Der Esch, now him, too. And they have, um, what's his name, uh, Lawrence, too. They signed him over yep. the offseason. So their defense is set for the future. But they need to get one of those three guys. Talking about one of the three guys, Zeke is that one guy. Yeah. Zeke was insulted about... Jerry Jones' comments. So Jerry Jones jokingly said Zeke who when he was asked about Zeke ending his holdout and when he might return to the team. Regarding Jones' comments, Elliot's agent... Oh, God. Yo, give it a shot, Taylor. Oh, God. His name's Rocky, <laughs> so I got that right. Rocky... You can get this ending. Oh, God. Um, our next ox? Arsenal. Arsenal? Wow. It's that, uh, you know, like the Go Tigers? How they spell it? G-E-A-U-X? Yes. It's one of those. Okay. Yeah, don't know how it's to say that. In the bayou. Um, said, I didn't think it was very funny, and neither did Zeke. We actually thought it was very disrespectful. So, looking at Zeke's situation with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, what the fuck's going to happen with this guy? He just keeps getting worse, man. I have no clue. He's chilling in Cabo still. Yeah. He's chilling in Cabo. He's working out. You know what's funny? It's like when well, not, I mean, he's holding out because he wants a contract. Yeah. Now a lot of the, a lot of guys don't like coming to like the OTAs, right? And like the mandatory OTAs, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they like doing. Julio Jones, he does that. I think he's done that the last two or three years. Yeah, and Odell Julio, does Julio Jones. Yes. Yeah. And and Odell does his own thing. Yeah. And I think Zeke does his own thing. They should never get mad about that. But now this is this is a situation where you're still holding out, and we're going to, your turn. This is going to turn into a Le'Veon situation, I think, where he's not going to get his money. Then, then, then Zeke should be gone. Then he just holds out, and they're they're gonna have to move him, or he just walks. I guess so. I mean, they probably move him. I doubt they're just gonna let Zeke just walk for free for nothing. But I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a situation that Jerry Jones needs to face. And I think we talked about this last time that Zeke needs to be that guy out of the three that needs to be done first. Hundred percent. Now we everyone knows the quarterback is the most more, most important position in the field, right? That's the captain, the general that that calls the plays. Yep. But how hard is it? Everyone has a running back nowadays, but no one has a stud running back. Yeah, that's no true. No one has a top five running back. 
Not many teams do. And Zeke's a guy who will give you over 1,000 yards all the time. Uh, easy. Yeah. Easy 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. Yeah. Receiving out of the back, uh, you know, receiving out of the backfield, obviously running the ball. Is that a beetle? What is that noise? I don't know. It's, it sounds like a cricket's getting stabbed to death, screaming. Yeah, it's under our freaking feet right now. <laughs> God. So we apologize again for the bug noise. So you can just bear with us here. We're outside chilling, having a couple drinks. I'll try and edit this bad boy out. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> so it's just getting worse and worse for the boys. They did sign, they re-sign one of the guys, but their big three is still out there. Yep. Now let's get into baseball. Peter Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, excuse me. He hit a absolute moonshot against Jacob Barnes, pitcher for the Royals, deep to deep to left field for a solo shot for his fortieth. Um, yes, four. Right? Is that 40? Yeah, forty? Yeah, forty long balls on the season that breaks the rookie record for the National League. How many more is this guy going to go go for? Honestly, I see him getting close to fifty. We were talking about this before. Trout just got forty-two. Yeah. Which is a career high for him. And it's mid-August. These guys, you have Bellinger, you have Yelich, you have Acuna who's got a lot of home runs as well. Yep. You have Alonzo and Trout. Who's going to get to 51st? We're always saying who's getting 40. Who's getting 50? I mean, Yelich is, it could get 50 home runs, 30 stolen bases. Uh, Acuna is about to get 30-30. Trout can get 50-30 uh, as well. So... It's gonna Damn. be it's gonna be sick to see that this is this is this is our this is our home run race. Right? This is our home run race. The home run race back in the day was the Sosa Maguire days, yeah, and also yeah, Junior yeah. was involved in that as well. But the big one was Maguire Sosa. This is, is so much fun to watch. Now Alonzo broke down on rookie record. Though the only other rookie that had a shot in to get a rookie of the year awards was Fernando Tatis Junior. But he just got hurt. Yep. He's out for the year. I think it was a back lower back injury, but. It was Alonzo, 50 feet of shit, and then <laughs> Fernando Tatis, and then Alex Verdugo. And then like 30, piece of shit. 30 yeah. feet of shit, and then Alex Verdugo. Yeah, 30 feet of shit, Alex Verdugo. <laughs> so uh, Alonzo is by far rookie of the year. I ha- yeah, I he's walking away with it. I didn't have him winning. I had Tatis winning the rookie of the year. I mean, Tatis, I think, was batting like 315 when he got hurt, 20 yeah. home runs. Yeah, he was killing it. He was having yeah. a great season. Great season, but he had a lower back injury. One of the f- best parts of this week was the Cubs Pir- series, Little League series. The Little League Classic. Playing in Williamsport. Great game. You had Rizzo mic'd up. Baez did a nice play in the field. I think the coolest part of this is is that they get to go. The pitchers are usually the guys that aren't playing. Yeah. So it's mostly starting pitchers who are in the stands talking to the players. Chris Archer was doing Q&As on, live on TV so with sick. these young kids, which is so sick. I know last year they I think the Phillies and the Mets last year. Yep. Syndergaard was teaching some kids pitches, oh, yeah, yeah. like cutters and fat. Like it was like that's something that these kids will never forget. No. Now I love it how they have the Cubs there. Cubs young team, very popular team. It's a mixture bunch of all different countries. You had players from you know the Dominican Republic and Cuba and, and Puerto Rico and the United yeah, States. You know, when I think Darvish that, from Japan. That is really a very so, diverse team. And I think I think that's what they should be looking for most of all when they want to try for stuff like this. Stuff like this, so they yeah. can mingle with everything. I know Rizzo hit the home run, 
got the ball back. Oh, he got it back? I think he got a ball back, and then he said to you, Darvish, I need to give it to the short, the starting shortstop oh, for Japan. Yes, I saw that. How sick was that? And he was like, he was using you, Darvish's translator, right? Right, yeah. That's so cool. So cool, cause, and he said, like, oh, because he dapped me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that shit's so sick, too. And he said, Rizzo said, when he hit that home run, he he's like, I had to stare and sit, that, sit and watch that one. Yeah. One of my favorite shots, that's, he said. That's sick. What do you think about the jerseys? I love them personally. They're, I mean, that's the players' we jerseys. They ha- they just use the same ones, so it's uh, the jerseys are so far. Okay. So I've always liked that. Um, I do like the whole the whole uh, like first literally classic. I love it. What did you think about the first pitch relay they did? So normally, obviously, everyone knows a first pitch is just straight off the mound to the mm-hmm. catcher. They switched it up, starting in deep center field all the way. I would say to probably the pitcher's mound, basically, right? Yeah, just past the pitcher's mound. They had a relay of like twenty people. I think every single team that was... In, that was oh, that was in, every every team? I'm assuming it was every team. And they were just... Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Right. And they were just throwing it all the way from center field all the way to home plate, just a relay. And it was pretty cool. Like, I've never I seen like that. like that. I like that. They did it last year. I know that. I like that, though. It was pretty cool stuff. Um, Dwight Howard. NBA. Dwight Howard. That's right. He's getting looks. Yeah. From the LA Lakers. His former squad. Lakers need a center badly after Boogie was out. With a terrible injury last week, the free agent market is not too hot. You have you have some shady centers we that we mentioned last time, but the Grizzlies have granted Lakers permission to speak with Dwight Howard after Shams reported there's a multi interest between the Lakers and Howard. The Grizzlies may release Howard, which is like the hundred team that he's been released by in the last like three years. Yes, right? Hasn't it been like a ton of teams he's been traded to, released? Or sign for a second and then cut. Lakers, Hawks. Oh, who else was it? Um, Grizzlies, uh, Wizards. Yeah, I was going to say the Wizards. He was on there for a second. Magic, but he played with them for a while. But at the end of that, they kind of just was cut it, him out. Was he, he wasn't a net, was he? No, he was no. I mean, honestly, at this point, he could have been, right? Been He's been bouncing net, around could have been so net, much. Nick, he could have been a freaking Brooklyn Dodger. I don't even know. <laughs> so... JaVale McGee is the only center on the Lakers squad right now, and AD yeah. said he's going to be maneuvering from a – I'm playing – all right, I'll say, I'll say the quote. I, I like playing the four. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I like playing the four. I don't really like playing the five. So last pot we were talking about, all right, maybe you're going to move AD to play the five. That ain't happening now. No. But if you think if you're a team player, but these guys are all – like we've, we've said a bunch of times, the NBA is not team first. It's player first. We said yeah, a no, bunch of times. So, what do you think the Lakers do? Should they go after Dwight Howard? They had a really bad run with him and Kobe way back in the day. Yeah, that was not good whatsoever. I mean, right now, they reportedly have scheduled workouts with Joakim Noah, Mo Spates, and one other name I'm working on right now. And then apparently, they're also in talks with Marcin Gortat a little. So, uh, Out of all those names, I would say Gortat's not a terrible player. He's not awful, you know? Good defensive player. Joakim Noah should never play basketball again. Yeah, so they have they have scheduled workouts with Dwight, Joakim mm-hmm. Noah, and Mo Spates. Okay. I like Mo Spates. Um, and then they're also considering Gortat. I think Gortat is the best out of the uh, – right, right second. If you're looking for a starting center, yeah. like I like Mo Spates coming off the bench. Also, he played with the Warriors mm-hmm. for, I think, two of their championships. So it's kind of good veteran pedigree you're bringing in. But I, I agree with you. I think Gortat's the best choice. I think Gortat or Howard. Noah should never play basketball ever no, again. No, no, no. Never again. Absolutely. Did you see the uh, the clip of him playing pickup with Devin Booker and a bunch of other NBA players? No. 
and they were double teaming Booker, and Booker got and he got pushed out of bounds, and he got pissed like, "Yo, I'm trying to get my work, and I'm not trying to double teamed." And Noah's <laughs> like, "Oh, we're double teaming, we're double teaming." No way. Yeah, Noah's that try hard, hard playing in the summer ball. Oh like you guys should get your work in. Exactly. Real weirdo. So we will have to see what happens with Dwight Howard. It'd be really funny to see him playing with LeBron. It's it's basically a Kobe 2.0 situation where Kobe and Dwight did not get along at all. No, not whatsoever. Dwight Howard running the ball every freaking time, but you know Kobe's Kobe and he's getting the ball. He's touching it 35 times a game and he's shooting it 35 times a game. That's what's going to happen. But will Dwight Howard actually have a, a solid relationship with LeBron and see if that can work out? That we will have to wait and see. Yes. I don't think that will work at all. No. I think a guy like Gortat would be better. Definitely. Especially when he was with the Wizards and he had the two big name guys, kind of work kinda around just, it. You know, fit in the back a little and just right. fit in and do play his role. Where Absolutely. I feel like with Dwight, every team he goes to, he kind of he, he just dies. The team he, dies. He, the team dies, but he kind of just becomes like the almost like the forefront. And he had that. Name. And he had that. I think butt injury, right? Whatever yes, it was. he had the glute injury. Yep. <laughs> not getting into that. We're not getting into that. No, we're not. But let's move on. Rookie survey. This is what a very cool thing that Liam found. I, I that. absolutely love this shit. So this is the 11th time in the last 13 years. NBA.com, uh, NBA.com uh, bringing all, the whole rookie class, first and second rounders. Uh, I think they asked them a total of seven questions. So this year's group of 42 players who came in. Yeah. Uh, they answered... You know, everything from the current player they admire most, what they expect from themselves, and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things about all the uh, draftees coming in. Players weren't, were, they were asked to not vote for themselves, college teammates or NBA teammates. Mm-hmm. Some still did, obviously, college kids, what are you going to do? But they canceled that, those votes. Right. So we're going to go through this list real quick and just uh, say some of the notable names. Should we do our vote first before we see who, who won the... Uh... That's not a bad idea, so we'll do it. Okay. Who will be the 2019... Key rookie of the year. Oh, Zion. Zion. Yeah. And in they have it Zion 35%, John Morant 27, and then RJ and Cam 5%. Okay. So then next up, we would have which rookie will have the best career? Mm. I already looked at these, so I'm not going to answer them. You answer them. If I had to say best career, um, I want to say I think it'd still be Zion. Just because of how big he is and he'd be a double-double machine. Either him or R.J. Barrett. Okay. I like those choices. Both of them are at five, were voted 5%. Whoa! Cam Reddish at number one with 19. John Moran at 16, which makes sense. He was a second overall pick. And then DeAndre Hunter at 11. Really? So Atlanta has the one and three right there. Not bad. Add I wonder why. I wonder why Zion's that low with 5%. Because injury woes? I think injury. I think he's just such a big body. And after everyone's seeing him tear through that sneaker with ease, people are afraid. Well, I mean, look, look, look at Shaq. Shaq was a fucking monster, too. Yeah. He has a huge body. I don't think he was that nearly athletic, though. No. Oh, he was fucking athletic, but, yeah, not, he, but not like Zion, where he can hop like that exactly. at that weight. So, next up, which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was drafted? We have two tied for first place and then a bunch tied for second third. Biggest steal? I have no idea. Bull Bull. Really? Out of Denver. He was projected a top ten, top fifteen, but he got he had some injury concerns in college, so he dropped to forty four. Where Denver got him, Kevin Porter, uh, Cleveland Cavs selected him at thirty. He was also nineteen percent, and then right behind him, Carson Edwards, who who's I think a great great pick, probably my biggest steal of the draft. He was number thirty third to Boston, only five percent, right. but still, you know, second round guy, he's getting that respect. Which rookie is most athletic? Zion, 
Absolute blow away. Yeah, you got Zion, 87%. Brandon Clark out of Memphis, he had 8%. He was next up. So that was a runaway. Rich Rookie is the best shooter. The best shooter. And I would say for casual college basketball fans, you guys are not going to know pretty much any of these names. Go through. I'm not going to know. First is Tyler Hero. Miami Dragons. Oh, you know, he. I, I watched some preseason. I watched, I'm i not going to lie, I watched a little preseason basketball as much as I don't like it. I, I, I turn it on, and I, it was all. It was so funny. Every time I would see it, it would be Tyler Hero was on TV for Miami. He was putting up 20 every game. Yeah. He was a fucking sniper. Next up, Kyle Guy, play of Virginia. Yep. Obviously, four years there. Cam Johnson went to Phoenix. Ty Jerome, also a Virginia guy, guard. He played in the yep. national championship. He 8%. Um, and then Jordan Poole, who was a late-round pick by Golden State. Others receiving votes, which I love to hear. Ignas Brasdakis. Hmm, New York Knicks. I wouldn't know if you fucking was he right next to me. played Michigan two years. All right, and then we have a couple. We'll wrap it up. Rich Rookie is the best defender. Is Cam Reddish? This one. Uh, Not even close. International guy. Matisse Thibel out of oh. uh, France. But Sixers uh, selected him. DeAndre Hunter is next. At I was going to say Atlanta. Hunter after that. I was going to say Hunter or Cam Reddish. Yeah, Hunter is number two there. And then which Rookie is the best playmaker? Oh, uh, John Morant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just yeah. like Westbrook. He, he got 40%, and then Darius Garland, who Cavs drafted, I think, fifth, got uh, 15%. I kind of like that, though, that, all, that these rookies got involved and voted for uh, for something like this. I think it's pretty, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool. So we have three more left. We'll go through them real quick. What will be the biggest adjustment for you playing in the NBA? I would have to say it's it's dealing with the speed of the players. Definitely. So number one was the well, speed really, of right? the game. Yeah. Oh, wow. Forty okay, percent cool. said the speed or pace. Uh, next, second was physicality, and then last was lifestyle t- time management. Yeah, because the speed of the game, you have you have the fast. You have like Russell Westbrook trying to drive right past you. You know, he's one of the fastest guys in the yeah. league. Look, look at look at Giannis takes like what five six steps to get across the court. Yep. So just looking at the numbers, if you made the you know college games forty eight minutes, that would be eighty three possessions a game. NBA, they're over a hundred possessions a game on average. Yeah, so that's, a, that's definitely a lot a, fast, quick, you know, quick play. Yeah. Uh, last two, what is the most important skill you need to develop? Mm. I would have to say like important skill. I would have to say like I don't know. Like shout out to the guys. Only five percent of the guys. They said everything. I would say like durability or or like like get, staying healthy in a long season like that. I don't I don't know if that's okay. Like, so we have shooting first, thirty two percent. Ball handling sixteen percent. Passing strength, decision making, defense, and money management. All right, I'm an idiot. That should be shooting. That's so that was a pretty easy guess. <laughs> uh, and then last up, mm-hmm. who's your favorite player in the league? That's gotta be LeBron, right? Yeah, and hit me with number two, Durant. And number three, was it like? Kawhi Leonard? Yes. Look at that. Sniper! How you doing? And then Dame, Devin Booker, and James Harden rounding out. And then shout out to the morons who put, who's your favorite current player in the league? Kevin Garnett and Steve Nash. What the fuck? Those guys had <laughs> amazing like SAT years. scores, which helped get them into the college, which they played basketball at. Nice. Yeah, perfect. Those <laughs> SAT scores, 400s. All right, last basketball segment. And last segment before we get into the special segments. That's right. Giannis has been popping off for Team Greece. Greece beat Italy in a FIBA prep game, 83-63. to 63. Absolutely demolished him. I'm pretty sure Giannis only played like 19, 20 minutes in the game. Mm-hmm. 21 points, 8 boards. He literally looked like Zion when he was playing in high school. 
just a, demolishing everyone. He was the he was dominant. Like, like go like Google a, on YouTube, Giannis like a, versus Italy. Men, like a a man against like toddlers. It was like last year. I worked for like I basically did like a after school gym class. Oh, I remember that. So I'd play with fifth graders and we play basketball on and a seven foot hoop. Dunk. I would be dunking on kids like I was freaking Giannis. Giannis, exactly. That was this. Every single rebound. He yeah. gets the rebound, and he would just dump and dunk it on like three guys. God, I would love to be like that. Just a fucking dunk over guys. Just hey, eat my dick. Uh. It was sick. And you know, you're playing Italy. What's their tallest guy? 6'6"? Six, six? I don't know. <laughs> he was destroying kids. Who's the best, Ital- who's the best Italian basketball player? Uh, Marco That's- Bellinelli, but he Ooh, was... Oh, Bellinelli's not- right. Oh, no. Uh, Bellinelli's not the best. Gallinari. Danilo. He's the best, but he wasn't with right, the team. He's going right. to be playing with them in the FIBA, but he wasn't playing with them in the prep game. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to get his ass whipped by Giannis. No, no, no shot. Dunk, no on shot. His, dunk on his face. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of our first part of the show. When we come back after our quick break from Anchor, we'll get into some special segments with a pretty solid Would You Wear It and a hilarious Who's Man. So we come right back. Back, it's special segment time. Before we get into that, XFL is releasing team names and logos that will be announced tomorrow or today, if you're listening. Right? Today's tomorrow. Today, tomorrow. Yes, today. No. No, tomorrow's Wednesday, the 21st, which you're listening on the 21st. means they release the names. Done. And the biggest name on there is, is Landry Jones, and I think it's Blaine Gabbert. So it's nothing crazy. But it's the XFL, baby. It's back. Vince McMahon is bringing back a league where it didn't last too long, but it was very exciting. Remember the kickoff stuff? That was like the um, whoever gets the ball first. Oh, yes. Great stuff. All about that. Guys were breaking their hips and breaking their legs doing that shit. But teams will be announced on the 21st, which is if you're listening on Wednesday today, you get released and you guys will find out teams and the, the logos were pretty sick too. What's I, the name you know, of the league that just folded? CFL. Oh, no. Um, AFL. No, nope. AFF. AFF. AFF, that's it. I was saying AFL, CFL, all that stuff in my yeah. head. And we had AFF Watch. Yes. XFL Watch. Is back. We, we, are, we rebranded seg- the segment. Rebranded, re- rebranded. Let's get into special segments. We have a Would You Wear announcement. That's right, Taylor. From it's a great our day. sneakerhead, Liam Murphy. Liam, what we got? So, Supreme Fall Winter 2019, the preview and the lookbook have came out. On Monday. So Supreme, they need a fucking good season after coming off spring, summer 19, which is regarded as one of the worst seasons in recent history. Damn. Not great. Dun, dun, dun. So hopefully they'll come in. They'll come in hot. They'll get some good collabs. There's some already good rumored. Um, the free gift is rumored to be a Supreme branded plastic mini army paratroop. Mm. They've had some weird... Free gifts in the past, everything from a bouncy ball to poppy seeds. Stay tuned on our. Wait, wait, wait! Poppy seeds? Yeah, you'll see them, Taylor. You'll see them. So I'm going to be dropping a video, a little "Would You Wear It" Supreme Fall Winter 19 preview. Probably be out later on this week. Hopefully before uh, our Thursday or Friday Mm -hmm. episode. Stay tuned, YouTube, our Instagram, Twitter for the preview video. Bingo! What's our next segment? Next second, we got talking soccer. Oh boy! So. We're in Honduras. A crazy riot broke out after or before a soccer game between two rival teams in the Honduras capital of... You want to pronounce that for me, Taylor? Oh, no. 
You're getting all you're getting all the hard pronunciations. I'm getting all the hard ones. Why the fuck do I have to get this? <laughs> Teg, oh god, Teg Siglapa. How you say that? Sure, <laughs> sure. I said it right. I see. T- I see. Tay. It could be Gucci or Goosey, and Teg- then Galpa. Goose Galpa. The Goose Galpa. All right. Um, unfortunately, three dead, ten plus injured, multiple shootings and stabbings. Gotta love good old third world country football. Yeah, that's not good. We don't want any riots. Did you speak of riots? Did you see the big riots going on in Portland with the like the neat like the freaking Nazis? Oh yeah, not good. No, dude. no, 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 no. We, like we've said multiple times in this podcast, we were an anti-Nazi podcast. Anti. People were throwing hammers at each other. That's oh my god, Just chucking hammers. Oh, one thing I want to get hit falling out of the sky. It's a hammer. They like that would the, hurt. The streets were just empty, and there was just people rioting. I gotta, go, I gotta look some videos on that. It was, it was the the, the Proud Boys versus the the um, oh man, well, the Proud Boys is the group of like the neo Nazi group. Okay, it's fucking weird shit. Proud Boys, Proud Boys, come up with a better name. Dick Boys, fucking <laughs> assholes. All right, we got a Who's Man's. We got we have another Who's Man's in a while actually. Yeah. So ex MLB players Octavio Dotel, who pitched about on just about every single yeah, team, every team, and Luis Castillo who played for the Mets and the Twinkies. Famously dropped that pop up against the Yankees in the Subway Series. A Rod popped it up, slammed his bat on the ground. A Rod to share. A Rod and Jeter score. The Yankees win the ball game. Famously, I, I love it. I remember watching that game by myself in my room. My brother and my dad were in the other room. Started fr- flipping out. Unbelievable. <laughs> so both these guys were involved in a drug trafficking controversy. So, um, oh, hold on a second. Oh, we have the wrong details here. Hold on a second. You you copy and paste the wrong thing, my friend. It's all right though. Oh yeah, I read the article before. So they got Flush. They <laughs> I just noticed that it says OBJ was taking the joint research straight. team. Get on that. It's all right. No, I did it too. On the research team. So yeah, Luis Castillo and Octavio Dotel get arrested for some a big drug trafficking uh controversy. They're involved in one of the big cartels down in the Dominican Republic, if I'm correct, that was the DR. Um yeah, so they got caught with a bunch of drugs. They don't know the details yet of what the drugs are, but involving in the crackdown of this bust, there was over 20 luxury apartments. There was about 15 different clubs and about 10 different restaurants were all seized because of this drug bust. What? Yeah, incredible drug bust. Everyone in Dominican was involved in this. Yeah. I mean, let's. I don't know what you want to look it up. I don't want to say it's Dominican Republic anymore because I don't know if it is or not. I feel like it is Dominican. I feel like it is the Dominican Republic. I, I'm like, I'm like almost positive. Like I'm almost a like a 98 positive that was the Dominican Republic. Just, uh, yeah, Dominican Republic. Okay, so yeah, these two idiots get involved in this, and you would think out of all the years these guys. I mean, can you look up a Dotel's baseball reference, and you can go see how much he made in his career, and the same thing with Luis Castillo. You can you can go see. I'm on Baseball Reference all the freaking time, so you can see how much they make. So if you go to Baseball Reference, my favorite website, by the way, like absolutely my favorite website of all time. You see career earnings? Yeah, you scroll down. Let's keep going right here. It's career earnings. So Octavio Dotel, 15 seasons, made $41 million. Why the hell? My voice is cracked. Why the hell are these the guys going after something like this? Why are they getting involved in this? Illegal activity. And Luis Castillo. I think over $100 million. Just about 51 51 Okay. 
I would have thought you just made you know two big deals as a twin or as a Met. But both these guys roughly have $40-$50 million. These idiots get involved in something. Now they're both arrested. Yep. Probably been in prison for quite some time. So that's this week's Who's, Who's Man's. Man? Now let's go back to a segment that we love to use. We have, we've only used it once. We can't really f- ever find it. a perfect topic point, but we found a perfect one. So drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. Nate Diaz, who defeated Anthony Pettis in the co-main event by decision this past weekend, was smoking what looked like to be a blunt during the pre-fight opening workout, but Nate said that it was a smoking a CBD from his own line of it was a game up nutrients um, and said, I'll smoke weed after the fight, which I'm sure he did. So Diaz won in decision. Face is bloody. It's all it's all messed up. Rogan's interviewing him after the fight. He asked him, you know, a bunch of questions. One of the best responses he said about fighting a competitor like this, why did you take so much time off? He said, I took three years off because everyone else fucking sucked. Okay. That's some goat shit right there. Honestly. That's some goat shit. Now, are we going to see a... McGregor Diaz fight again. I don't think I don't think we'll ever see that again. I would well, love be round three. Yeah, it'll be round three because I don't know how long is Diaz going to take another three year hiatus. Is he going to? I mean, McGregor still needs to come back. That's true. So I, I and it was a great fight, and also Steve Baby Miocic beat um, Daniel Cormier in a knockout as well. Oh, he knocked him out. It was, I think it was a TK. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. damn, I missed that. But it was. Um, you know, Miocic is like is, a, is the guy's guy. You know, everyone loves firefighter, bro. Yes, firefighter. Everyone loves him. I think Cormier. I think I think Cormier needs to wrap it up. I think he needs to take the gloves off and just go back into the booth. I think he's he's in his forties now. Yeah, you don't want to keep doing this and get your ass kicked like this. So, I think I think he's just about done. So we got. Is this the last segment right now? This is the last segment. Stats without stone. You want to read this one off? Gladly. Yeah. Go right in. So we were talking Daniel Jones earlier in the pod. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones went seventeen and nineteen as a starter at Duke. Okay, not the best collegiate record, but a losing a losing collegiate record does not guarantee failure. True. You have John Elway. He went fifteen and eighteen at Stanford. Okay, turned out to be one of the best. True. True. Yeah, Pat Mahomes, who's looking like one of the best right now. He went thirteen <laughs> and sixteen at Texas Tech, and then Jared Goff yep. went to the Super Bowl last season. Went fourteen and twenty three as a starter at Cal. Okay, interesting. So there's some upside. On the other hand, there's some really big failures. Here are the failures: Jake Locker, wow, 15-25 at Washington. Pretty sure he was the top ten overall pick. Yes, he was. He retired after four seasons. Mm-hmm. Josh Freeman, Kansas State, fourteen and eighteen. He never made the playoffs in six NFL seasons. Wow, this guy, this last name and is wild. This last one is wow. wild. Tim Couch, out of Kentucky, Couch. went twelve and thirteen as a starter. He went twenty-two and thirty-seven as the Browns Jeez. quarterback. Now Browns have a QB. But will Daniel Jones actually live up to the hype? We'll have to wait and see. I think I, by week four, we'll see. I hope he's a lot more John Elway than and Tim a lot Couch. less Jake Locker. Or yeah. Tim Couch. Jake Locker. I remember when he got drafted. He, you know, he looked like he used to be like the next fucking pro yes, bro, He looked like Big Ben. Big, thick, Monst- yeah, thick, thick, monster of a dude. Thicky. Big, thick dude. All right, so that's our show. Any last words, Liam? No, great show. Great show. On next episode, we're going to talk about more AB, of course, and a bunch of Hard Knocks. We'll dive into every single detail from this past episode of Hard Knocks. And, of course, we have more Would You Wear stuff towards the end of the show of next episode. Hell yeah. All right, so that's it. We're wrapping up. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.
Yeah.